Hello, welcome in, NRL SC Therapy Podcast, round five, we are almost here, and some interesting curveballs during the week, uh, I know for myself, I had my trades all set to rock and roll, like I think most of you did, and then boom, um, some mail comes out, and uh, probably the most traded in bloke, maybe apart from Taylor May in uh, in Cooler, uh, was told to Call the Jets, and uh, he's not playing this week. I think from what I read, it was just a few niggles, and I saw a video there where his calves were um, going into spasm while he was cramping up uh, in the game against Canberra there on Saturday. Looked gnarly, and um, they just said with the short turnaround, um, we're just going to give you another week. Uh, look, I don't reckon you can. Um, I don't reckon it's worth if if your plans are all set around getting Cooler in. And it meant you're getting some other guys. And like for me, I um, need to get Harry Grant in. And the only way I can do that is I do need a bottom price guy. There's nobody else really out there. I'm I'm not going near Momosia. Uh I think people with their fingers crossed, owners with their fingers crossed, he's going to jag a starting role. I just I I just I just don't, can't see it happening. I think uh, Brody Jones is certainly higher up on the pecking order. I think their only chance is if Frizzell. Uh, is a late scratch, or he or he pulls up lame with the hammy tonight, and Mumasia gets really big minutes there. Otherwise, I I just can't see it happening. And um, there's not really too many other dirt dirt cheap guys, so I might still stick with that if it means I can still bring in Harry Grant and um, another fella who I'll talk about later that I'm uh, almost certainly going to bring in. Uh, so round five kicks off tonight. We've got the Knights and the Seagulls up in Newcastle. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game. Two teams that are, I don't know, they're, they've shown glimpses of some of some good footy. Uh, a little bit of ordinary stuff there as well. I mean, um, Newcastle held to zero uh, last week by the Sharks. And, you know, they've, I think Newcastle have probably impressed a lot of people and played a little better than people thought. Uh, but they really need Ponga to, um, to stand up and play a hell of a lot better than he has. And, yeah, without, without Ponga really doing his thing Newcastle Newcastle struggle they've still got they're still for mine their halves even though they've done okay in Clifton and Clune uh, I'm, they're not proven to me and they really need Ponga to stand up they're really going to need him to stand up tonight obviously the forward stocks are diminished big time no clamor up front yeah you've got Barnett uh you know he's on the sideline for another five weeks Fitzgibbon who had a great start to the years out uh, Frizzell uh, had a knee and now a hamstring concern. So they've got a lot of issues there at Newcastle. Uh, Manly obviously have got a massive issue in the fact that their best player by a mile um, is going to be out for at least four weeks. And you would think they would be pretty conservative. They know how much, how important Tommy is to their chances. So I wouldn't be thinking four weeks. I'm thinking it'd be more close to the six, maybe seven. They might really be super, super cautious with Tommy. Um, so Let's see how Manly go without him. Uh, Cherry Evans, I mean, he's been there, done that before. I mean, Manly's dealt with not having Tommy plenty of times. I mean, the poor bloke, for as awesome as he is, is very, very injury prone. Uh, unfortunately, it means from a you don't have to be a Manly fan. Just being a footy fan, it's great watching Tommy play. He's just super awesome. So it's going to suck. And but let's see how Cherry Evans can go without him. I think he'll still play. Um, 
he'll still play all right and steer them around. Uh, the forward pack definitely looked better with Josh LAA back in there last week. Really gave them some some punch. Some of that punch that maybe uh, Martin Tapel can't give you anymore. Uh, LAA was awesome last week, I thought. Really gave them a little extra there. And I think it's going to be a good matchup uh, with the Saifidi brothers there up front. Um, I'm not expecting uh, much in this game from points. I'm actually expecting it to be a really close one. I'm tipping the home team. I'm tipping Ponga to come back and play. He's got to play better than he did last week. It was a pretty poor game from Ponga. I think the Knights are going to win that 16 points to 12. And let's go. Oh, gee, who's going to be the top scorer in this game? Let's go Cherry Evans. I think he might still uh, top score. Um, But the Knights to win. 16 points to 12 on that one. Uh, Early Friday game, Warriors and the Cowboys. Uh, this is a home game for the Warriors. A few issues for them. Fanua Blake is in doubt. Wasn't named in the 17. He was named in the reserve, so I think they're going to give him as much time as possible before they make a call. Uh, there's been a bit of conjecture about Fanua Blake. He hasn't really been firing. I think he's been going okay. 50s, and he got 60 last week. You know, what more do you want from a front rower? I mean, not, not every front rower is paying Haas. So I think owners who stuck solid with uh, Fanua Blake... He's going to repay you. Um, hopefully, he plays this week. They're really they're, they're going to need him, I think. Uh, not having Chaz Devanga um, at lock will hurt them as well. I thought he was really good last week. That means Josh Curran moved back to lock from that edge spot. I really think they wanted to have Josh Curran running off Johnson and playing on that edge, and Tavanga at lock. I think that's what they wanted to do. Elias Qatar wasn't really doing the job there, and... It's a bit disappointing from a Warriors point of view. They've had to juggle things because Tavanga got a two-week ban there for that uh, uh, for that tackle. That was a pretty. I don't know. There wasn't much in it. I know they want to get it out of the game, but was there that much in it really? In two weeks, he's got a bit of a rap sheet on him, and yeah, a bit disappointing uh, for the Cowboys. Uh, Nanai is he due this week? He's a bit up and down, isn't he? He had a quiet game last week. He's probably due for. a um, to score two tries and crack a ton. We'll see what happens there. Uh, they've got uh, the hammer. He's out, and Scott Drinkwater comes straight in. As a Hiku owner, I was secretly hoping they are going to play Hiku at fullback and maybe bring um, bring somebody into the centers, and it wasn't to be. Uh, so I've got to, got, to, got to think about what I'm going to do there with Peter Hiku because it was a bit of a blood rush getting him in a couple of weeks ago uh, against my better judgment. I did it anyway. I'm pissed off about it. But that's okay. Look, this will be a close game as well. Uh, two teams that are still um, still to find their feet, even though the Cowboys had a really good game against the Broncos a couple of weeks back. Um, I still think this game could go either way. Uh, so do the bookies. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Warriors. Warriors twenty. Cowboys eighteen. And top scorer. Let's go Valentine Holmes to top score. It'll be interesting to see how Dearden's form goes too. It's been very good early days. Let's see if that can continue. Uh, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, really stoked uh, for Dearden because like I, like I said, I thought he got shafted by uh, the Broncos and I'm really happy that he's found some form at the Cowboys. So yeah, two teams that are um, the two wins, two losses. That'll be a good, interesting game. Uh, next game on Friday night, maybe won't be quite as close. Roosters at the Broncos. Uh, look, plenty of concerns at the Broncos. Obviously, the news coming out during the week about Albert Kelly, you know, stomping on Payne Haas's kicks and Payne, you know, taking exception to it. And, 
you know, from all reports, what we saw in 360, uh, Canty saying that uh, Albert Kelly's, you know, he's well known that he's a pest when he's on the booze. And um, yeah, I mean, the fact that it got videoed and they, they said this kind of stuff happens all the time and it's never been an issue. But, you know, this day and age, it becomes an issue. If it gets filmed and gets uh, given to the right people, then boom, it's out there. And now they're both facing a two week ban. Um, whether that happens this week or not, uh, I think it depends whether the integrity unit get their shit together in time. Hopefully, from the Broncos' sake and just for the game's sake, uh, Haas can play uh, tomorrow night because, I mean, that just really screws the Broncos over if they lose their best player. Uh, and he's their best player by a long way. And then they've got to do a reshuffle, and all of a sudden, Ryan James is starting somebody else. Reese Candy or someone comes onto the bench. Ugh, spare me. Uh, look, they're going to struggle anyway. The Roosters hit their straps last week against the Cowboys. Uh, the slick, slick back line there. Manu, oh, he's such a he's such a machine. I'm really stoked that he's playing well. Tedesco, uh, he uh, kind of blew off the Cole Webbs with that bad game against Souths, and he played an awesome game. Uh, he's setting up tries, and he was just everywhere last week, and I expect the same this week. Uh, I want to see Walker and Keary, if they can progress a little more do a little more. Interesting to see he's going to do the goal kicking as well. I don't know whether Walker's just lost all his confidence um, and or whether they're just going to give it back to him. Do they give it to Momorowski? Do they do they give it to Takiyahu? And But I mean, he only played 20 minutes last week. So, you know, and, and Robbo has been really up and down with uh, his forwards minutes. I mean, Takiyahu had been playing minutes, big minutes, up until last week. And then he played like 22, 23 minutes, played the opening stint, and that was it. Uh, no word of an injury there, so it's all over the show there for the Roosters, but they do look like they're back on track. I can't see the Broncos giving them too many issues. Let's go Roosters 30, Broncos 10, uh, and let's go Tedesco to top score uh, in that one. He's not a bad not a bad captaincy option, um, Tedesco, or if you want to put the, the VC on him, that's not a bad way to go either, but even straight out captain, I don't mind that one too much. Uh, Super Saturday. Storm at the Raiders in Wagga. Uh, how good were the Storm last week? Absolute dynamite. Really looking forward to watching them play again. Canberra, they're a real up and down team. They're a hard team to get a gauge on. They've been playing okay. They play some okay footy, and then they play some some pretty ordinary stuff. And they were in that game against Manly. Um, and then really, you know, Turbo and DCE took over to an extent. Uh, so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if the Raiders keep this one relatively close. Um, like the storm just, you know, all their stars were firing bar Munster last week. Uh, you know, Munster owners don't despair. He can bounce back. He had a great start to the year. And that's just one of those strange games where the storm scored 44 points and Munster wasn't amongst any of the attacking stats there. I wouldn't stress too much uh, for Munster owners. Uh, what am I going to do? I still think they'll score points. Uh, I'm going to go storm 26 Raiders 12. Can't go past Pappenhausen to top score. Uh, he's just been absolute dynamite, and uh, he's he's a very, very obvious captain option uh, for the weekend and going forward as well. Kicking goals, he's setting them up, he's backing up players, he's all over the place, he's in electric form. Um, and I think there'll be a lot of people, a lot of uh, turbo owners that are going to trade uh, and trade for Pappenhausen if they don't already own or and or uh, Tedesco or Hines and watch their ownership soar. Uh, over the uh, well, spit well this week really. Uh, the middle game on Saturday, we have got the Rabbitohs and the Dragons. Uh, Rabbitohs starting to—I mean, even though they've only won one game, 
I still think they're starting to turn into some form. Uh, I really like the look of what they're doing there. I think it's just a matter of time. They played the, they played the premiers and the best team um, after four rounds this year. And they, you know, they held their own, but Penrith are just a, a juggernaut. Uh, I think the Rabbitohs will, will take care of the Dragons, who really struggled in that second half against um, against Parramatta. That was brutal, absolutely brutal, that second half. Uh, Parramatta was so impressive to watch, uh, and the Dragons were poor in that second half. And a lot of conjecture, uh, Amon dropped and Sloan on the bench, or, or sorry, the other way around, vice versa, sorry. And, you know, that they're playing M by at fullback and, you know, he's hardly a threat. They've got Jack Bird playing 5-8. I mean, you know, what's Jack Bird's position? Is he a 5-8? Is he a centre? I remember him playing fullback for the Broncos a couple of times in between knee injuries. Uh, is he a second rower? I don't know. I actually thought he'd be a lock forward. I thought he was a lock. Uh, I thought that was going to be his best position, but who knows what they're going to do there. I think the Dragons will keep this one relatively com- uh, competitive. I think the Rabbitohs will win, though. I'm going to go Rabbitohs 24, Dragons 16. And let's go with Latrell to top score. I think he's in for a big game. I think he'll dot down for a try. Last game on Super Sad Day. It's the Eels traveling up to the Gold Coast to take on the Titans. Uh, these guys played each other in round one. Uh, and that, if you remember that game at Combank Stadium there, where it was points everywhere in the first half, and then the second half, there was nothing. Uh, it was a strange old game. Uh, but plenty of points scored by both sides. Uh, Titans will be fresh. They're coming They're coming off a nine-day turnaround from that absolute shocker of a game on Thursday night against the Tigers. So they'll be fresh. Uh, the Eels, they'll be pretty fresh too because the Dragons didn't put up much in that second half so of last week's game, and they'll have lots of confidence because they play excellent footy right across the field. Brown and Moses were superb. Uh, Gutherson just doing his thing at the back. He doesn't really need to be on the ball as much anymore. The way Brown uh, has stepped his game up, uh, doing a lot more running. Uh, Moses has definitely improved his game as well. So Gutherson can just pick and choose his moments and slot in. I really like the way, I really like that dynamic. I think Reed Marnie's playing well. It's not really reflecting in super coach scores. I still think he's playing really well. And I expect that to continue. Uh, a lot of people who started with Marnie have probably gotten rid of him and uh, upgraded to Harry Grant. And, um, yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's a good call. Uh, but Marnie's still an excellent player. And I think um, I think the Eels will beat the Titans. I don't think it'll be a pumping by any means. I think the Titans really need to improve. Oh, that game last week was brutal. And uh, for feeder owners, uh, if you're still out there, I'm sure there's still plenty that are holding and waiting. Uh, like I mentioned in um, in the round four wrap pod, it's not really, it's not, you can't blame it all on Fafida. I think a lot of the blame has to go to his teammates and to the coaching staff at the, with the game plan. They're just not giving him really good early front football uh, for him to do his thing. And everyone held Fafida last week thinking, oh, it's against the Tigers. He's going to come good. And he didn't. Luciano Lelilla took care of him, uh, played really, really well. It was very impressive. And I think the Eels have got a strong enough defensive unit that they can do the same thing uh, between Papa Lee on one edge and you've got uh, Sean Lane or it might be Madison. We'll wait and see what happens there. I mean, I think the Eels can muscle up defensively on Fafita. Um, and yeah, do the Titans have any other options there to try and beat the Eels rather than David Fafita? It'll be very interesting to see what happens. Um, I'm going to go Eels. 26, Titans, 18. 
Uh, let's have a look. Sunday, oh, a couple of lopsided games here. Uh, Tigers going to points bet to take on the Sharks. You would think this would be a one-sided game. I'm not so convinced. I think the Tigers can take a lot away, away from that game, that heartbreaker last Thursday. The defense was really, really good. Um, unfortunately, the Sharks play a pretty uh, strong game themselves on both attack and defense, whereas the Tigers really need to show more with the ball um, in hand. I think it'll be a bit closer than people think. I'm going to take the Sharks 24, the Tigers 16. Let's see what happens with uh, with the Tigers. If they can do a little more, I think they need a little more out of Laurie at the back. Uh, you can't expect too much from Madden and from Brooks in the halves. They're just not, you know, it's they're just not up to it. But I think they can scratch their way to a uh, to make it reasonably close. And maybe the Sharks struggle just a wee bit, and the Tigers bring them down to their level. And twenty four sixteen. What are we going to do with Talakai? Big call there. Obviously had a barnstormer last week. He's got a really low break even. He's a real impressive player uh, when he wants to be. Consistency is an issue, though. There are some lower scores there. And going back to last year and previous years, he has hurt people in the past. Um, because he's got that great utility value, will he stay in the centers? You'd think, based on last week, you can't drop the bloke. But who knows? Who knows what they'll do there? Um, what's his defense going to be like? Because, you know, Fitzgibbon's a defensive coach. He was a defensive coach at the Roosters. You know, that's what he'd be looking at. Can tele- Yeah, he can telecock and bust the tackles, and he's got a great super coach game. What about his NRL game? Is he going to be slipping off tackles? Are they going to be brushing him aside? Uh, what's his fitness like? Can he play 80 minutes there? It'd be really interesting. I think he's definitely worth bringing in. Um, I'm not going to do it, but he's definitely worth bringing in for those that are thinking about it because he does have an awesome super coach game. But does his actual NRL game, uh, is it good enough that he's going to keep getting picked in the starting 13 every week? I'm not so sure. Uh, look, it's hard to go past Nico Hines to be the top scorer in this game for Supercoach. So let's go with that. Uh, I didn't uh, give a top scorer in the previous game for the Eels Titans. Uh, let's go Let's go D-Bags again. My boy, he's going to be, uh, a lot of people are going to be trading him in this week and fair enough too. Uh, he's in electric form, absolutely scintillating form. Last game of the round, Bulldogs and the Panthers. Poor old Bulldogs. I don't mean that. Uh, look, they're ordinary, aren't they? Uh, I think everyone had way too high expectations on these blokes leading into the year. Um, and, you know, they're struggling. They're on to their third halfback. It's only going to be their fifth game. You know, massive, massive red flags there for the Dogs. I think the four-pack's fine. Uh, there's just not, there's just nothing doing. There's just, they're not generating anything, and their spine's a big issue. And Matt Burton's still finding his feet as a play, regular playmaker in the NRL, uh, and he just doesn't, at the moment, he just doesn't have the cattle around him, and uh, not all his fault, but he has to take some responsibility. They're paying him big money. I think uh, Pangai Junior had plenty of offloads last week. He's not a bad option if you want to bring him in. I certainly won't. Uh, you know how I feel about. Uh, Pangai Jr., but he does have a good Supercoach game. Uh, for the Panthers, uh, Cleary, another game under the belt. Let's see how he goes. He only pumped out a 30-something, 30 35 maybe last week. So everyone's going to be wanting to bring him in at some stage. I think it's going to be a wait and see and possibly not bring him in until after Origin, the way things are going. Uh, by the time his price drops, it'll be, what, round... After round six there, and there's only a couple more rounds till Origin. And let's just see there. 
Uh, the Panthers are humming, though. Uh, obviously, you need to get Taylor May if you don't already. He's the number one priority. Uh, Tago's just killing it there. Crichton's playing really well. Luai's playing really good. Um, they've got Fisher-Harris back. He came back last week and was strong. Uh, Yo's doing his thing. He's leading the Dally M. How's that happen? Uh, but yeah, I mean, so much strike around with the Panthers. I actually don't think, again, there's a bit of a theme. I don't think they'll really blow out the dogs. I'm going to go Panthers 24, Bulldogs 6, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go Nathan Cleary to top score, uh, for Supercoach. All right, best bets. Best bets of the week brought to you by Rocky Roads Mortgages. You've got rocks in your head if you don't get your mortgage with him. Uh, let's get going after last week, smashing it and making, investing 100 and returning 267. Let's see if we can keep that going. $100 to spend. Let's put $30 on Knights and Seagulls. Uh, either team, 1 to 12, paying $1.56, and let's multi that into the Warriors and Cowboys. Either team to win by 1 to 12. Uh, the two of those together, two dollars forty-eight. So let's put thirty on that to return seventy-four forty-one. Uh, six big favourites this week. I'm going to take all of them to win by at least a converted try. So Roosters, Storm, Rabbitohs, Eels, Sharks, and Panthers to all win by at least six points. Uh, that multi's up to six dollars twelve. Uh, so let's put fifty on that to return three hundred and six. Uh, let's go the uh, 10 bucks on anytime try scorers. This one came through for me last week as well. Let's go Tedesco at $2.10. Let's go Pappenhausen at $1.83. Let's go Mitchell at $2.20. And Gutherson at $2.30. Multi there, $19.44. Uh, $10 on that returning $194.40. Uh, and uh, let's put 10 bucks on all eight games just to tip the winner. Knights at a buck eighty, Warriors at a buck eighty-seven, Roosters at a dollar nineteen, Storm at a dollar twenty-five, Rabbitohs at a dollar twenty-eight, Eels at a dollar forty, Sharks at a dollar ten, Panthers at a dollar ten, all up ten dollars eighty-five to return one oh eight fifty-six. All right, we've got a new segment on the pod starting today. Uh, it's called Garth's G Banger of the Week, and let's check it out. G-banger of the week. Uh, this week, Cody Walker. Look for him to really kickstart his season against a St George side that doesn't quite know where it's at. Um, he's going to go on this season to average 75, 80, um, but look for him to go big this Saturday night, um, 110 plus. He, he's going to take advantage of that St George team. Now back to the therapist. All right, thanks for that, Garth. Uh, hot take there from uh, from Garth. That's going to be his G-banger. Moving forward, every uh, every Wednesday or Thursday, uh, Garth will come in with a uh, scorching hot take. And that was his first one. Thanks very much. Hey, a uh, message from a listener. This one comes in from Simon, who's thinking about getting rid of Haas. Uh, he reckons it's it's worth it uh, for a couple of weeks and make money elsewhere and maybe possibly just get or swap him for uh, Isaiah Papali'i. Uh, Simon, mate, I don't, that's a big call. That's a real big call. Uh, Papa Lee's not going to let you down, that's for sure. Uh, you're just going to want to get Haas back, though, aren't you? I mean, it depends how you're going for trades, uh, you know, how many of you used so far, because you, you're going to want to get Haas straight back as soon as he's served his suspension. And what's your depth like in the front row? 
And I'm assuming you've got one, if not both, of the Kings, who I think you could play both. There's no real concern there. I think you can certainly play both of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tricky one there. Um, personally, I would hold, but if you've got the trades, if you haven't burnt too many, I would go with that. Um, I guess because, yeah, he's just sitting there. A lot of people are just going to have him sitting there doing nothing for uh, for two weeks, and you can make some hay with someone like uh, uh, Isaiah Papali'i. So if you've got the trades, go for it. Uh, personally, I don't. I'm just going to park him there on the right-hand side and let him, let him uh, serve his time. Um, but good luck to you on that one. Uh, this one from Kieran, who has who was a turbo owner uh, or about to be uh, an ex-owner, and he's just wondering, which fullback do you think I should go to? Uh, he's leaning Luttrell, um, which is a really good left-field option because Luttrell is going to be a massive pod. Uh, and Souths do have a really good draw coming up. And I think he's going to be right in the middle of a lot of that. Uh, so I reckon that's a great option. I want, he didn't mention who his other fullback is. Um, let's assume it's Pappenhausen. Uh, mind you, you shouldn't really assume what they say about that. So I think if you don't have Pappenhausen, I think you need to get Pappenhausen in because uh, this price is just going to continue to go one way. Um, but having Latrell as an option, massive pod option, uh, I actually kind of like that. But if you don't have Pappenhausen, I would go Pappenhausen. Um, that's just me. I mean, South Draw is is irresistible, and Pappenhausen is playing the same way. Just he's just killing it. So either way. Uh, and let last one here, and this one is from Glenn. Uh, who do you think is the priority gun to bring in this week? Already have Pappenhausen, Tedesco, Hines. Oh, okay, so. Your fullbacks are covered there. You've got Hines, I'm assuming you must have in the halves. Uh, you don't mention your 5'8s. So, you you know, Munster, um, D-Bags, obviously, is playing really well. Walker isn't a bad option. I know the form's not there, but you'd think, you know, I, I think he's going to turn that around with South. Um, if you don't have Harry Grant, obviously, I think Harry Grant's the number one priority. You didn't mention him, so I'm going to assume you don't have him. Uh, so I would say Harry Grant is your priority. Uh, he's my priority this week, uh, and just shore up things there at Hooker. Uh, he's worth getting in. He's, you just saw it. two games he's played. He's pumped out an eighty something and a ninety something. I mean, you know, you just got to go with him. He's the way to go. Uh, so yeah, I would be getting in Grant if you don't own him. Um, then otherwise, maybe looks like you don't have a five eight. I would go. I'll probably go Dylan Brown over Munster. To be fair, he's got plenty more money to make. Parramatta are playing well, and he is one of the form players in the entire competition. All right, that's going to do it for uh, for this week. Um, look, if you're enjoying the show, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, I love talking footy, and I love Supercoach. So, hey, good luck to everyone this week. Uh, round five starts tonight. Really looking forward to it. And I'll catch you on Monday for the wrap show. Cheers, guys. Bye.